0: Okay, so welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. And like I promised you, I have got a guest on the podcast. I've been trying to get people on for ages, but like the typical adulting thing, when one person's free, the other isn't. And because I work weird hours, being an online coach, I typically work hours when people don't. So we have managed to get someone on, and it's going to be a really, really interesting and insightful podcast today. Now, I'm going to let Vicky introduce herself, what she does, what she's about, why she's kind of known on social media, but. I basically found Vicky on, I think it was Instagram first, or might be YouTube first. I can't remember which way around I found it. When I basically first started my HA recovery, my period recovery journey, because I was trying to find other people who were on the same journey as myself, who were having the same struggles, just because I was surrounding myself with bodybuilding. And I found it very, very challenging to watch everyone living the lifestyle that I once had and had to let go of for the time being. And I came across Vicky and her YouTube and her posts were absolutely sensational. I felt like I could actually connect with someone. Someone understood what I was going through. And more recently, Vicky has actually been on a... Was it, is it a mini-cut or a, just a diet phase?
1: I don't know. I started calling it a mini-cut, but then a couple of people said to me, but it's been like eight weeks, so surely that's not a mini-cut? So I was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe it's a bit of a diet phase. But it was about eight or nine weeks of a yeah, diet, I guess. So,
0: and... I myself am in a dieting phase at the moment, and I found it quite difficult to to talk about because when I made the decision to to do this dieting phase, I felt a bit of a hypocrite. I didn't really share much of that. You'll notice on the podcast, on Instagram, on YouTube, I've not really talked about that, but Vicky has, and it's been great. And I think there is a bit of fear for people who have gone through or are going through HA recovery to yeah. basically talk about dieting because it's kind of going against what they say they're doing it's kind of like a, a slimming world rep saying she's bulking
1: you know you feel yeah, like, exactly <laughs> it is it is like that isn't it you're yeah, just so, you're going against everything you've spoken about so far but
0: exactly so what i'm going to do today basically i'm going to like, you introduce herself she you can introduce and talk about her ha recovery if you've not seen any of her content which i do recommend you go follow her after this but you can give all of that details at the end we always do okay. and then we'll talk a little bit about dieting after you have come through, are going through HR recovery. But first and foremost, thank you for your time, Vicky. And if you don't mind, I'm just introducing yourself a little bit about who you are, what you do, and I do always ask for a few fun facts about yourself. But oh. because, you know, I don't know. Actually, I always push yourself too wonderful on that one. But I think,
1: no, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see what I can come up with. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. So I guess my. Nine to five day job is I suppose very different to the reason why I'm on here. Um, I work for the NHS as a speech and language therapist so that's me nine to five and then outside of that I'm just a bit of a geek when it comes to nutrition fitness. Um, Probably on Instagram initially that began as just creating recipes and then it's kind of spelled from there in terms of sharing fitness content sharing HA journey and like I said I've also got a bit of a um YouTube channel where I put up things on there and yeah it's it's more of a it's a hobby for me I suppose the fitness and nutrition side of things and then I've got like an a day job on top of that. And in terms of I guess HA journey do you want me to just dive straight into that? Yeah let's just go straight
0: into where it started what happened and how long it's been something going on in your life for.
1: Yeah so I suppose the In terms of me really getting into fitness, that was about five years ago when I started doing personal training sessions. Um, and that's when I started to learn a lot more about calories, macros, uh, bodybuilding, I suppose, style training. Um, and that's kind of very much what my PT was focused on at the time. And, and that's when I really started to love fitness, love going to the gym. I was very much just, you know, go to the gym, do a few classes, didn't really know what I was doing and yeah I think everyone does seem to start that way don't they you you kind of get into the gym you know you want to be there but you're not really sure what to do when you get there and I can yeah for me the easiest thing to do was to go and do a couple of as gym style body pump classes and things oh
0: my um, God, worst mine was zumba i can't even get over the fact oh,
1: i never got i never did zumba and he wasn't coordinated enough for yeah zumba.
0: <laughs> i started with zumba and it's really funny because the zumba instructor who i who i went to class with is still there now and i actually work at a gym it's just weird like, oh really i can't believe that like four years ago i was one of them people in that class and here I am.
1: <laughs> it is funny isn't it and he really showed me the ropes i guess he he gave me a structured program i was probably having one-to-one sessions with him once or twice a week actually for for quite a while and he initially didn't speak that much about nutrition but I started asking questions at the time I was vegetarian so I I think I went on you know like standard went on bodybuilding.com or something it was it was one of those websites at the time that I sort of I think someone had mentioned and said oh go and have a look on this and the more I started to look on that website the more I realized um, things like the importance of protein and Yeah, amount of calories I should be eating but at the time a personal trainer probably edged on the side of saying oh I would guide you to eating probably I don't know at the time I think it was about 1800 calories or something probably that was quite low for for the exercise that I was doing Mm -hmm. um so this kind of continued for a few years throughout this time I was on the contraceptive pill so obviously I was getting a fake period but I had no idea what my hormones and things were like. I was, I should probably say at the time I was a very kind of normal weight. So I wasn't overweight, I wasn't underweight, just quite a normal weight. And I gradually just got leaner and leaner over quite a long period of time. So I didn't have any drastic weight loss. I did build quite a bit of muscle, um, but I probably wasn't eating enough to make any significant difference. I just very much leaned out so you could see visible muscle but it was at, yeah I mainly just dropped fat and this yeah it probably went on for about two or three years or so and I stopped personal training sessions and just continued myself I think I just started following I've always done sort of your classic five or six sessions a week in the gym and then at the time I was also doing calisthenics on top of that and then was doing some cardio not a lot but I was doing some like cardio weight circuits and things like that so I was doing quite a lot in the gym Mm -hmm. and probably at the time just what just wasn't really eating enough and I knew that and I was getting then it was like lockdown hit and I think for some reason it was one of those strange things I've spoken to a few people actually like lockdown seemed to propel everyone into doing lots of hit and I was almost doing more exercise than I ever had done at home And that's when I I really was at my lowest weight and realized actually I probably wasn't in the best place in terms of um, hormones and just how, just how lean I was. I think I'd watched a YouTube video where someone touched on HA and before that I didn't know, I didn't know what HA was. And I actually don't ever remember knowing that much about in terms of being on the pill and the impact and the fact that, you know, the impact that has on your natural hormones and, and I was aware that the, the period that you have isn't a natural period, but I hadn't really thought much past that in terms of coming off the pill and, and the implications of that. And I guess at the time when I saw this YouTuber do a video on HA, it, a lot of the symptoms that were discussed, I was thinking, mm, I think i probably got quite a few of these. Yeah. And I, yeah, then decided to kind of, I guess, delve a little bit more into HA, learn a bit more about it. And I came off the pill at the same time and it kind of just went from there really. And I suppose over the course of that five years, I'd kind of gone on different journeys with nutrition. So I'd gone through a phase where I did try a bit of a bulk. So I was never really restrictive with calories. I, was, I never had like an eating disorder or um, I did. it, Yeah, like I say, I did try and go on a bit of a bulk at one point and, and gain some weight. But then I did that with tracking and then I think it was just, I happened to be when well, my boyfriend, I think moved into my flat, I decided I just didn't want to track anymore. Yeah. And it was almost once I stopped tracking, which would have been a couple of years ago, that I just I just lost sight of what I was eating. And every now and again, I would track and I was still probably eating 2000 calories. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm eating 2000 calories. That's loads. Um, that's more than most people eat. And I always felt like I was eating more than a lot of people were eating around me. Yeah. So that almost in my head justified not justified how, how lean I was but it kind of made me think oh actually, it's fine I haven't got an issue yet. yeah
0: I'm
1: just naturally lean but I eat loads and that's fine um but obviously it just wasn't enough at that time and yeah then I came off the pill and obviously my period didn't come back straight away and I, I knew it wouldn't I just knew I had all the signs and I waited for about eight months yeah and then I went to my GP and thought I'll get some blood tests done and obviously all the hormone levels were low and I I, I knew that before I even got there but I just thought right I need to I need somebody to push me in the direction of you need to do something about it because throughout that eight months that was just continue as I was um, in terms of yeah eating the same and doing the same amount of exercise and yeah then once once I'd got the blood test results back and my GP actually it was quite good actually in in the sense that he knew what ha was and he said to me this is what you probably need to do to get your period back he didn't just try and pop me off or um you know tell me to go back on the pill or anything daft that some people get he did say this is probably what you need to do and then I just spoke to my boyfriend about it and just decided literally pretty much that day right I'm gonna you know make some big changes and not necessarily go all in um I went straight away I went probably in 2,500 to 3,000 if not more some days so food wise I definitely did just go right for it I didn't I didn't want to do any of this just gradually increase calories I just thought I need to I need to get my period back and I need to get it back quick and um so yeah so I went straight into eating quite a a large amount of calories but I did keep exercising I reduced it significantly um, to probably about three days a week four max but probably like similar to yourself it was such a big part of oh yeah what I love like I couldn't imagine not going to the gym no. or you know or doing any exercise at all I was like I think for me I felt that was going to affect me more mentally than exactly. than not going so I was determined to try and keep it in but just be sensible about what I did in the gym and and I went about programming what i was doing and rest and recovery and everything else outside of that and i did say to myself look if i don't get i think i actually said if i don't get my period back within three or four months then i'll cut it out but luckily i got it back within three months after that
0: and that's the thing as well isn't it because i got told um, at one point to uh, i see so you were quite fortunate with your GPs. mine was shocking mm. i got blood tests my blood tests they actually reported it as normal no action it wasn't until i actually read them that i realized that they were shocking And then <laughs> had to get a gynecologist referral i then had to get another gynecologist referral and then so it was a very long process
1: i think a, guess- a lot of people have that have that issue i think i really did hit lucky that you did. Um, yeah i literally said to him and he read out all my like levels on the phone he was like Oh, these are the your hormone levels and and he was like, I've, I think he just happened to have had experience. He went, oh, you know, I've yeah. known a few women who've had this issue and this is what they've done. And he, he mentioned stuff like BMI. Obviously, they're a little bit more focused on health markers. And he's like, if you get yourself to this BMI, you're probably likely to get a period back. So actually, although I know particularly when you've got muscle and things like that, they actually sometimes BMI doesn't mean a lot. It gave me something to aim for. Because yeah, actually I thought, right, I'm going to aim for that BMI how much weight do I need to put on to get to that BMI? Which for yeah. me was, I think, at least 10 pounds. So then I set, my, I set that as a goal for myself. I was like, right, I need to gain at least 10 pounds. And actually it, it did work. Yeah. So there might be something in that, you know, those BMI scales anyway, but I, once I'd got to the BMI he suggested, I pretty much did get my period back, at fairness. Yeah. I think
0: um, what you said about the not giving up exercise element, I completely got that. So I they got, got told just to taper it down early this year. And yeah. then when I actually had my main gynecologist appointment in April, she actually said to me, you need to just basically quit everything and just do like yoga or something. And the thing is with HA, because it's basically like your three components to it, isn't it? There? There's basically the, the stress, the yeah. training and the nutrition. Now for me, not having training in my life would just bring stress up even more because for me, and I'm sure you feel the same, it's a huge part of what you do and what, you know, your day to day, part of your identity, but it's also something that helps you massively. Mentally, with stress, um,
1: yeah. mental
0: health, and, well, just identity. And I was like, I can't lose that. Because if I lose that, I am nothing. Like, I don't have any outlet. I don't have any identity. I will just, it'll probably make me feel worse. So, surely it's better to have some for mental sanity than just throw it in the bin. Because, surely, that's just going to make you feel worse and just increase that point, which is probably not going to Yeah, be it's
1: happen. difficult. I mean, in fairness, part of, with me, I, I tried to, I did try and let go a bit of that identity. Because... Hmm. I think I'd I'd had this identity of just myself in terms of yeah I'm the, I'm the one that goes to the gym all the time I go to fitness classes I I can quite happily swan in the gym with my sports bra on and and then, you know I did have quite visible abs and that was my identity in a sense of yeah I was the the fit one the lean one the one who had abs that kind of thing and it, I had created this kind of persona and in Venice speaking to um so other people they said they kind of saw me as that as well which I was like yeah you know fair enough that's what I was portraying on social media but I tried to completely let go of that although I knew fitness was always going to be part of me and part of my life and I absolutely love it and, and I always will I did try and let go of that persona of how I saw myself or how I thought other people saw me mm-hmm. and that's what then allowed me to kind of move on because I think to stick with that identity. I think I would have struggled even more with the weight gain and the changes that I had to make. So I tried to let go of that and, and I did actually even go, you know, when you go back into the gym for the, cause this was actually during, so I gained most of my weight during a lockdown period, which was kind of handy in some respects because no one was seeing me anyway. And but then also it did make it harder when I first went back into the gym because there was a big noticeable difference in um, how I have I looked and obviously you know when you go to the gym you see the same kind of regulars and that kind of thing but I was really surprised by the response actually it was it was very positive in terms of I did have a lot of people coming up to me saying god you look so much better you look healthier and I mean I think sometimes people will just say what well, the nice thing to say but it, it actually the, a few people now keep coming up to me and they, they seem really genuine and actually I feel like that now and I feel very different to the person that I was pre-HA I do feel like I've, I've lost some of that identity but in a, in a good way I've kind of almost yeah. regained a new identity I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. No, no,
0: It really really does I was the exact same so I prior to the, my sort of starting the HA I was completely immersed in the world of bodybuilding I was like that my life was what I do it's my passion I first and foremost tried to just completely like you just detach myself from it so I basically tried to unfollow everyone got rid of all my bodybuilding style clothing I was like I'm not gonna do it anymore you know this kind of thing but what I actually found is that was just me forcing myself to do it to accept the process now that I'm kind of coming out of this other end so to speak you know on the way up I realized that that was just a stupid thing to do because I was just trying to just ignore it just like I seen like a child like I can't have it so I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna yeah but what I have gained is a completely new identity from the, the stress element side of things prior to HA I was probably one of the most stressed, anxious, on edge kind of people. And mm. I've learned to manage that a lot better through, because I've been forced to manage it better because I've not yeah. had training. And don't get me wrong, it's been hard at times. I've had some real dips of mental health, but because I've yeah. had to find a new way of coping and managing, I'm probably the happiest, most carefree, mm. not stressed person. I mean, it's not stressed, don't get me wrong, but I'm a totally different person from that side of things. Yeah. So I'm grateful in that respect.
1: Yeah. I think for me, it was letting go of the control. That was the biggest thing. I think, I, I, I'm just been one of those lucky people that never get stressed and in through work and things like that. I'm not a stressed person. So I always knew that that wasn't an impact for me on HA, but I think that was partly because of the control I had. So the times when I had to let go of that control pre kind of start of HA journey, that would bring on some stress for me. Um, you know, the times when you go to somebody's house and you can't, you don't know what you're going to be eating or going on holiday and you can't always you know interpret what's on the menu and you've just got to choose something and the the kind of it was more for nutrition i guess for me although like i say i was never like i never had an eating disorder i wasn't overly restrictive i was i was very controlling with what i ate and a lot of it was very you know clean healthy foods and um i think letting go of the control for that through allowing myself to eat whatever I wanted to eat during HA recovery was such a big thing for me and it's meant that I don't even I don't even have any of those kind of thoughts now and like you say it makes it makes you so much happier and healthier in lots of different situations and social situations just in general because and also that food kind of focus I was always focused on food because thinking about it now I knew I wasn't eating and I know now I wasn't eating enough and I think that's why I was so food focused because I was just constantly thinking about the next meal but I was constantly planning my next meals even though I wasn't tracking you know I would be counting it all up in my head in terms of what I was eating and yeah I just had so much control around what I was eating and fitness as well to a certain extent you know for me to have a couple of rest days a week then it was I would really struggle whereas now the difference is just huge in terms of of what I'll eat I I don't I don't feel the need to control any of the food I'm eating unless it's for a specific goal obviously which is where the diet comes in Mm -hmm. um but but I see it all in a very different way to how I did then it's it's not really control it's more just about data in terms of Focusing on a new goal and seeing it, and I don't know, interpreting and I suppose in a, a very different way. So not in a controlling way, but in terms of actually a useful way of yeah. how it can then benefit me going forward.
0: Yeah, sure. And um, so just a bit of context then before we delve into the, sort of the diet side of the podcast. Um, how long have you had your period back for? What's it been like? And well, you know how long have you did you start to bring exercise up down? So just a bit of context. Obviously, you said the majority is happening sort of early end of this year and obviously now we're getting towards the end of the year which is really weird but we oh, no. are. <laughs> um, yeah and so just a bit of context as to what's happening yeah. at that time and where you're at with things
1: so it was last October that I actually got my first period back so it was the kind of first second lockdown where mm-hmm. I was going through the kind of weight gain so I think That's, I started yeah I know <laughs> All yeah into one. So it was actually June last year that I went into when well, I kind of went I, all in, I suppose okay. and it was like towards the end of June and then I got my period my first period end of September beginning of October mm-hmm. um and then a high weight I did the you know the classic don't do anything for three cycles yeah so yeah. I'd, I'd read a lot about that and it made sense to me I was like why make any changes if it's working yeah, exactly. and I've just got my first period back I'm not going to do anything to change it so for three months I made absolutely no changes my cycles were quite long but mm-hmm. but they became it was still within kind of what you would cast as a regular cycle but they were definitely on the long end it was more like 40 plus days yeah and yeah the first couple were like that and then in January so that's that was sort of my first month I guess after having the three cycles I did start to increase the intensity and the the duration and the amount of exercise I was doing a week so I think I went up to four four sessions a week but doing more of my normal intensity Mm -hmm. I did do a bit of a gradual transition but but to be honest, I kind of pretty much just decided then right, I'm going to give it a go um, and see how my body reacts. And it was absolutely fine with it. So I guess gradually between yeah, January and, and May time this year, I just kept increasing the intensity with exercise and I saw no, no side effects on my period at all. If anything, my cycles just became more and more regular. So the the cycle length reduced um, everything seemed absolutely fine. So I probably had about nine or 10 periods post HA recovery before I then started thinking about kind of where I wanted to take things in terms of what was my next goal going to be. And, and that's when I started thinking a little bit more about, um, building more muscle and building more strength. And for me, I knew to do that, I would definitely have to be, cause I was probably hovering around this time around sort of maintenance, calories so I'd put on about 15 pounds I think overall and I just kept increasing so for the particularly for the first three cycles my weight was still going up because I was still in a surplus and and then it would sort of plateau increase a bit plateau increase a bit so I was probably hovering around maintenance maybe a small surplus of calories um but I did get to a point where I it wasn't necessarily a bit of it was about how I looked I won't won't lie a bit of it was I was getting a little bit uncomfortable with the amount of I mean I was definitely one of those ones that just put it all around the stomach I think a lot of a lot of girls going through HA do do generally put the weight on around the stomach and for obvious reasons really in terms of your body's kind of protective mechanisms and I became quite uncomfortable with that and I was quite happy in fairness with the rest of my body but I just felt yeah. I just felt like a bit a bit uncomfortable with the amount of weight around my stomach, and I knew I had overshoot my kind of set point. I suppose yeah. that the the term I guess they use for when they your kind of body is supposed to be at the point where it is happy to have a period and it is and it feels healthy. I suppose I knew I'd overshoot that because I'd kind of continued to gain weight post getting my first period. So I know I knew then I had room to maneuver in terms of I could probably lose a bit of weight and that wouldn't impact on my cycle and I yeah and I knew I wanted to go into a bit of a muscle building phase and I wanted to do that in a more optimal way rather yeah. than just gaining more fat I mean obviously that would happen anyway but yeah I wanted my body to be in a slightly better composition I suppose yeah. to go into that phase basically so so i I've thought about it for a good few weeks and and actually just thought you know what the worst case scenario is if it affects anything I know I can just increase calories I can stop it so I was I just thought it was worth a try and I just thought as long as I don't decrease calories too much or do anything in terms of you know really adding in loads of cardio or or really pushing the exercise I knew I could probably do it in a way that yes still enabled me to keep my period and for everything else to be fine
0: yeah so yours is very, very different to mine. Yours is probably the better way of doing things uh, in terms of actually getting the period back and then going into it. So, for myself, I was in a very strange position because when I, where I was when I kind of started things, it was February when I first kind of got any sort of inclination to bring things down. At this point, I was kind of reaching a point where I was quote unquote peak off season, because that, you know, sort of right. high threshold of where I'd want to be on a body fat level. Yeah. At that point, we then started to, we kept food pretty high decreased exercise it was in april and they said you need to bring food down more so again we increased food decreased exercise my body was continuing to gain weight i stopped weighing myself um and then I, a bit more i said you know what? i want to fully immerse myself into this again so less exercise more food and i got to a point in june where i just couldn't do it anymore because i would gained that much weight that i just not and for me in my job as well i did feel the pressure to look a certain way
1: yeah, yeah especially because
0: the year before i had done a photo shoot where i was pretty much almost stage lean i was shredded i was tiny yeah. from that to where i got to it must have been something crazy like i don't know exactly what i got to right at the end before i started my diet but it must have been oh god 40 50 pounds above that weight that photo shoot okay. weight which is yeah for a five foot three human very significant yeah yeah and it- i just remember ringing my coach and just I know we need to put health first, but I can't do it because I'm just, mm. nothing fits. I've already bought clothes in the bigger size and nothing fits. And I know we need to prioritise health, but I just can't do it. And it was really weird. So he said, "Right, we'll go into a really, really small deficit then just a bit yeah. more control, bring down a little bit of inflammation and body fat and get a little bit better. And I got my first period. Which I was like, oh God, what do I do now? Do I, do I, do I not do this? But yeah. we have managed to keep, I've had my second one, things are also oh, good. Um, and we are just strategically doing it. So we're just keeping an eye on everything. We're not doing anything intense. She's doing a lot of um, sort of not refeeds, but mini sort of like this week brought down a lot of stress. They're just being very, very smart about it. But like you and sort of going to talk about now, I did feel weird talking about it because we've documented that side. And I think you have almost felt this pressure that people were seeing you in a certain way, because you've probably got messages now, like, you know, I'm following your journey, it's very inspiring, you've helped me with this, you've helped, you know, yeah. it's, it's I'm so proud of you for doing this, this, that, and the other. For you then to kind of almost contradict yourself by, you know, going from being relaxed with food and I'm, I'm accepting of the weight gain to being like, you know what, no, I want to tidy your I want to improve my body composition. It felt a bit weird, so I just want to talk about your sort of experience with that in yeah. terms of documenting and how you've actually felt in terms of you know, just because of what you've been putting out on social media
1: yeah. for so long. Yeah, exactly. And I had probably been talking about HA and recovery for, well, for just over a year. And I know when I first, I mean, I, when I first realised I had HA, I straight away went on Instagram um stories and started talking about it. And I was amazed yeah. by the amount of messages I got. Crazy. I, I did that to hold myself accountable because I, know, I knew Crazy. if I'd yeah basically told everyone that I had to do it I, there was yeah, no actually what I did I'm sorry if i
0: made it public I've got to do this now we'll to, uh, I think it does help and actually bad. definitely
1: helped me and yeah I, I, I shared I shared a lot on Instagram throughout that whole time yeah. documented a lot on my stories a lot on posts in terms of you know everyone saw really the journey of me going through that process and then get my career back and then maintaining that and discussing weight gain and the impact of that and the positives. And yeah, I was very aware of of how positive I was about the HA journey because for me, you know, I ultimately, I got my period back at the end of it. And that was, that was exactly what I wanted. And I knew I needed to do that. And I wanted to share that with other people because a lot of, a lot of girls go through the same thing and they don't necessarily know what it is, or they don't feel like they've got the support or, they're just not sure how to tackle it, or you know, they just they have never even heard of it, and they're similarly to me who are on you know on the pill and ob- oblivious that they're actually probably putting the body through things that they don't even realise because the pills masking it. And yeah, yeah, it, I spent a long time sharing that. That it, t- I thought about it for quite a while in terms of do do I share this this part of my journey? Do I talk about the fact that I'm going? On a bit of a diet phase or not, and I did. I did talk to quite a few people about it, and actually, everyone had differing opinions, mm-hmm. which didn't help. Some people were saying, "No, oh, actually, I think you probably shouldn't." Some people said, "Oh, you know, if, if you've been honest so far, continue that honesty." Yeah. And I think that's that's what spurred me on. I thought, actually, if I'm thinking and feeling like this, then other girls will be as well. And yeah. and like I said, I, I wanted other people to realise that ha, like a ha journey and weight gain wasn't forever. That you didn't have to gain weight and continue to gain weight, and never you could never have a different kind of body goal again. And that's why I shared it, I suppose, so that. And then I knew, and I probably did lose followers for it. And there was, you know, I, I didn't, in fairness, get that many negative comments. The occasional, the occasional thing, but nothing major. Uh, but for me, that wasn't that wasn't important. I wasn't, I wasn't bothered. I I knew as long as I shared it in a in a way that made it clear that I was still prioritizing my health yes I thought that that would kind of allow me to share it and not affect other people's journeys or not try and you know I knew I was never going to get to a point where I was really lean Mm. or where I was going against why I'd put on the weight in the first place yeah because that was very clear to me I knew I'd set myself a goal of, of not going be like below the weight that I was when I got my period back. And I tried to tried to make those things clear to other people. Yeah. And and yes, there was an element, like I said, um, in terms of me not being quite so happy with the way I looked, but that wasn't the primary primary reason really for me losing weight. It was actually in terms of the body recomp that I wanted to go through. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah. So I just thought if I can share in a, in a more positive way in terms of why I'm doing it. And actually it's a small period of time where I'm just going through a bit of a a bit of fat loss and I'm optimizing other things in terms of sleep in terms of recovery keeping the rest days I'm not hammering the cardio because for me I knew if I went if I started adding in lots of cardio I knew that could spiral into me being you know in probably too much of a deficit Mm -hmm. and too much stress for my body because I, that's what I was doing, and and for me, I knew that was going to be way too much stress. Whereas I, I actually knew if I could do it more through nutrition, and just through the calorie side of things, that actually the stress would probably be lessened. And actually, throughout the, the majority of the diet phase I was on, I had ne- you know I was I wasn't really really hungry, and and what I never felt that met, that many negative side effects. I mean, obviously, I had my days where I was more hungry and things, but. Yeah but I didn't feel like I was putting my body through a lot of stress during that time. Yeah. Whereas I think if I'd maybe, you know, it can, it can be easy to spiral into, I'll just lose a little bit more. I'll just lose a little bit more. But because I said, right, you're not going below that weight you were when you got your yeah. fear back. I think it, it made me stop at that point. I think actually I stopped a bit sooner because I got my, I got the first cycle of my diet was absolutely fine. And then the second one was late by it was the cycle had increased the length it had gone back to more of my 40 plus days mm-hmm. and that was a bit of a warning sign for me to think actually maybe if I go a bit further I could I could tip this the other way so I kind of that was when I decided actually right I'm finished that diet phase and I'm ready for the next and I just felt like I'd lost enough enough weight and like I say most most of the feedback and responses I got from Instagram, I guess in particular, I suppose, which is where I get the most, I guess, interaction, was positive. Most people were. I get, I got a lot of comments of people saying, "Actually, I'm glad you've shared this part of your journey as well." And oh, that's reassuring to know that I might be able to do that at some point in the future as well. And yeah, it was actually a lot more positive than I was expecting it to be. And I'm glad now that obviously I did share that because otherwise, I think it would have been i haven't lost a visible i mean there is a visible amount of weight loss but it's not it's not been huge it's only been sort of three and a half kg or something it's not been anything drastic um but i knew that people would probably notice that and if i didn't share that then i would feel like i was just lying to them and myself i suppose
0: yeah of course and that's why i had to come out right. Because, like realistically i've got quite a bit to get off in order to get into the realms because i basically um, were kind of thinking long term and obviously it's all very health dependent and how this goes but if everything continues the way it is hopefully come out of this dieting phase sooner and then go into again a bit like yourself building phase for my future goals at this stage but I'm very very grateful and very Mm -hmm. fortunate I do work with a coach who is very much health focused she is not someone who's going to push me to just you know shred down and
1: we I are monitoring yeah things. yeah she's
0: absolutely immense absolutely amazing i cannot fault her at all she's you know she's been an absolute godsend. and i know many coaches would not have prioritized mm-hmm. that the way that she has and she is very yeah. very on it with me like i think throughout the last few weeks we've actually had multiple check-ins and like this week had like three because yeah. i was reporting some i mean by no means is this extreme compared to what i've done my calories aren't low low my cardio hasn't been high it, what, what it has been like perspective last year my yeah. calories were like
1: low i know, can i
0: was doing like two hours yeah. of cardio to get in that condition it's nowhere near that but i have had some sort of not red flags but you know the diet symptoms coming in feeling a bit more fatigued yeah. i've actually had plateaus in weight which we've now discovered that my thyroid's been impacted from all of this it's just like oh, brilliant i
1: know uh, it's just a compound effect isn't it with with things yeah. and it's really hard i think because and i mean for me most of this i i figured out on my own as I've kind of just got on with it. I, I'm a bit of a geek in that I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot okay. of research and I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And obviously some of it's probably not all factual, but I definitely try and absorb what is. Yeah. And and at that I've just guided myself through it. And I suppose obviously I've, although I'm going into it, like I really want to build more muscle. Mine's for very much, it's for different reasons where obviously yeah. yourself you've got a little bit more of a clear focus of, oh, you know, I might want to step on stage. So, you know, you've got a, you know, I suppose for you, it's more important that you do it in a bit more of an optimal way than for me with it just being more lifestyle based. Yeah. It doesn't have quite so much of a significant impact on. Sure. Sure.
0: And the thing is, I do want to do it. And it's an absolute passion. So I didn't get to do it last year because of the old runner, but mm. I am also very, very, very aware because at one point, I mean, I think the gynecologist I saw, I'm not I'm going to get into it, but apparently she's just trash because I'm supposed to be a woman and she's just a nightmare. But anyway, the things that she initially told me uh, shocked yeah. me to the point where I just literally, I've never felt that way in my life. Like she initially told me that like, you know, you'll never be able to exercise again properly. You'll never be able to train properly. You're probably never going to be able to have kids naturally. And I mean, I was on the brink of osteoporosis. So my bone density was shockingly low, and to hear mm-hmm. all that at 22 is like, wow. You know, to go home and tell your mum that you can't have kids and you've got pretty much osteoporosis when you know she's in her 40s and she's not got these issues—it was horrible. And I don't ever want to put my health in a compromised position. I have not prioritized my health for many years of my life, mentally and physically. So that is always going to be a yeah. priority and that's what we we'll are talk about in a bit about kind of the future and what we've learned from it. But I do want to do it. But my coach is amazing in that she said to me, whenever we, I kind of mention it to her and she's just like, yeah, that is a future goal. But right now, I just want you to forget about it because right now is about you, the present. We're making sure that we're keeping your period going with this dieting phase. We're making sure that your health is on point. And yeah. the thing is as well... Is that there's no point in me even trying to attempt to go into a successful building phase until my health is on point is on point because yeah. you need estrogen to build muscle.
1: I, I, I was going to say I found such a difference actually. Funnily enough, when I first started getting when I got my period back after the HA, I wasn't even really, I wasn't really even trying in the gym then because that was when I was initially still sort of keeping intensity quite low. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. really progressively overloading, but actually. I did see quite a lot of progress in terms of muscle building during that. It was almost like I got those kind of newbie gains again from five years ago. But I think it was because, yeah, it was because my hormones were where they should be. My body felt in a good place to to build muscle. And I have actually seen quite a bit of progress just even since then, even through the diet phase that I've just done. I still actually felt like I was building some muscle I probably wasn't I probably could just see a little bit more but you know when you sort of think actually I I never lost strength at all I never Absolutely. I never decreased I mean it was a short phase obviously it was only nine weeks so I, probably, I never got to that point really where it was probably significant enough to impact on training and things but I felt strong throughout I felt like I just felt really good mm-hmm. and that's been the difference I think since getting my period back is actually the changes that I feel in myself when I'm in the gym the energy I've got mm. the recovery I mean I always used to struggle massively with recovery and DOMS I mean I would have I would have permanent DOMS and I never knew why because I was like well I'm not you know everyone else seems to get DOMS when they first sort of change the program up or you know they've just gone a little bit too hard but I would be constantly struggling with that and it was just obviously all linked to the you know the, the hormones and the lack of estrogen and that kind of thing and obviously I wasn't I wasn't fueling myself enough I probably wasn't eating enough carbs to recover there was probably lots of different factors that were going on but now I feel like in the best position ever to try and build a bit more muscle because I've got my body into kind of a good point where it it feels quite happy and healthy and the hormones you know are all in check and and actually if yeah it feels good now to think actually I wonder what progress I can make now everything is where it should be rather than I'd spent probably three years or so, you know, pre, pre HA trying to build muscle in a really suboptimal way. And I think, I think you could tell that I don't, I probably didn't make that much progress in that time because I just wasn't doing the right things. Whereas I feel now, actually, I'm quite excited for the next part of my journey to think, right, I can actually do, you know, I can go in, I can build some muscle, I can build that strength and I can do it in a way that, yeah, my body's in the, in the best kind of position to do that really now
0: literally saying based upon the bone density that I report that I got, they think that my, my, my hormones have been pretty much messed up since I was actually polynotic. Cause I lost my period first when I was 16,
1: knee uh, the
0: okay. disorder, then got thrown on HRT, then contraceptive. So it's just been a long journey. So I've not really known if it's ever been regular since then, when the issue starts, if you know what I mean, but it's,
1: to know, yeah. it's possible
0: that it's been bad since then. My, i think my hormones have been messed up since then which basically means that my entire lifting journey career whatever you want to call it probably been suboptimal from a hormonal stance exactly which is yeah. why when i actually dieted down last year i was actually very very disappointed and under muscle to what we thought i had a lot of it was actually yeah. body fat covering it and it was actually a bit like holy oh, shit that's not that's not as good as i thought at all yeah that wasn't where i was really hard in the gym i've always you know push myself you yeah. watch my training videos on Instagram people will know exactly what I'm talking about I just train like an absolute nutcase yeah. but it was, wasn't reciprocated and it's like well what am I yeah. doing wrong I don't have the, the hormones behind me to do it so now that I do I'm like you it's like whoa bring this on it's yeah like, it all over again, was,
1: yeah definitely exactly the same particularly for some point I mean maybe there was there was there was periods of time when I you know maybe was in a better place but, yeah. but never for long enough and and again I don't know at what point I got I lost my period or my hormones dropped because of the pill masking it. and I was on the pill from being 16 and yeah for a good 15 years probably working at my age soon but um yeah so <laughs> a lot older than you are. and um, yeah so I was on the pill for so long that it kind of really masked, masked that I mean I, I probably didn't have HA for, for a really long period of time I think I'd maybe had it for a year or my hormones weren't in a good place for about a year but besides from that i i was never optimizing the training anyway when you're on the
0: pill though you just don't actually know this is the thing me. i don't have a clue when my issues actually started from being on the pill i had a period of time in between coming off the hrt and the contraceptive like a really short window where i wasn't on anything yeah. i was really short though it must have been five six months or something and i right. did have periods at that point but they were literally just oh all over the place, which is actually why I went on a contraceptive just to get that regularity in my life again. And yeah. um, so I think they've been a mess hormonally. i wow. not um, right for a long time, but again, I don't know when the the HAs. It's, it's of crazy
1: been. how complex it all is, isn't it? Like the, it's almost like your body really has to trust you to to allow you to have a period. I mean, it it really is so complex. And even just like I said, going through this this diet phase, and I knew my second period of the diet was later and I said I've tried to do everything possible here but I I knew I was still impacting in some way I was still putting a certain amount of stress on my body and I'd I'd luckily got to a point where I was happy with where I was anyway so it, it didn't matter but but it is just so complex the smallest things can just have a knock on impact but I feel now that actually I you know even I probably could have got gone further and still got my period but it would have just been that the cycle length increased but um obviously then that is a sign that that your body's not quite happy and it's just that women are complex aren't they
0: <laughs> oh women were crazy humans were crazy. And
1: men don't have any of these issues to go through I know it's
0: lucky gits yeah, honestly yeah. um, but I kind of want to finish on a question um which we kind of touched on then which is kind of what this has taught you because I was speaking I don't know if I spoke about it on a podcast or a post or to someone I can't remember but they were sort of saying, you know, do you, how, what, you know, do you regret? i not regret it, but you're upset that this has happened. And on reflection, I'm not, because even though it's been very frustrating from a, you know, what it stopped me doing, but it's also taught me so much about myself yeah. and some of the issues that I had more so mentally, and has taught me to work through them. And I've learned a lot about the importance of female health. Like I wasn't aware of any of this stuff. No. Uh, my my understanding of periods and hormonal health was very What you get taught in school in sex ed, which is not all. And from my perspective, I've learned so much, and it's actually really, really relevant to a lot of my what I can coach people and what I understand with the girls I work with. But also, just I think it's opened up my eyes to how bad um, lead female hormones is understood from a medical perspective. Like from sex ed in school all the way up until even like gynecologists. Like the advice I been given it yeah. from my gynecologist and what she said to all the women who I've spoken to under the same woman is absolutely terrible. Yeah. So how is this woman qualified? <laughs> now this I is
1: know. not good. And um, that's like that's yeah. common, isn't it? I think that's that seems to be that most girls or you know most women seem to go through that in terms of they're referred on to these people that just don't seem to have this understanding of of amenorrhea or you know exercise induced amenorrhea and things like that there seems to be a little bit more in terms of your eating disorder side of things and your anorexia and and your more I guess extreme side of of Mm. some conditions that, that people go through but definitely less so for people like myself who I guess didn't have an eating disorder if you stuck me on the scales I wasn't classed necessarily as as underweight I was I was low average but I was still within the you know, I was still within the right BMI range. I probably didn't tick any boxes for anyone to be concerned, but, you know, it, there's, it's there. And that's, I think, a lot more people are experiencing that side of things than necessarily ones that are coming from more of an sort of background and yeah, where it is a little bit more understood. And like you're saying, I don't, I don't think I would change anything really, only because I do f- feel it allowed me to help so many other people just by talking about it and that's been the most positive thing for me is is getting those messages off lots of girls saying oh like I'm so glad you shared this or I didn't know that you've really helped me or you've encouraged me to do this you've encouraged me to do that or I'm now starting my kind of all-in journey because of you but I'm still managing to do this because I'm trying to sort of follow some of the principles that you've done. And I've always said, you know, I'm not a health professional. I'm not, well, I am a health professional, but not in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not qualified and I'll never say I've done this. You should do that. But I will always say, oh, this, this worked for me. That might work for you. Or you might need to do this. And I always try and make that very clear. And, and that's why I don't regret any of it. And, you know, there's definitely things I'd look back and think, oh God, that was a bit stupid. Or i done that differently, particularly around some of the control I had around food. Yeah. I wish I didn't let that control me because I probably at times did miss out on things I did let it did affect some of the holidays I went on and so small little things like that yes I maybe would go back and change but the actual whole process of of going through HA and 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 sharing that yeah I don't regret any of it because I do feel like I've learned like say a lot about myself along the way and you know I've come I've become one of those people who's tracking my periods and yes, oh I'm, I'm feeling this today I'm feeling that today and I've I've actually become really interested in it because it is fascinating when you've not had it for so long because I'd not had a natural period since I was like 16 so for like 15 plus years you kind of you, you forget about all those things that happen around that time of the month and all the symptoms you get and I had become quite fascinated by it and things that I know now and yeah, the other things I've learned from going through this process and even just things like sharing some of the videos on YouTube and I don't think I would have done any of that if it wasn't for going through HA and I just feel like I, I've learned yeah so much about myself and it's given me a really clear way of where I want to go now that I probably wouldn't have had without going through that process so yeah yeah I, I wouldn't change it just you know what it is isn't it? I also think
0: with any situation, you can be like, well, it can either just make or break you. I think,
1: and I think the thing is, as long as you, I think you, if you learn from it and you can take something from it, and for me, I think that's what life's about. Sometimes, isn't it? You could go through life, but if if you see everything as a as a big regret, and it can really spiral into a negative thought process on a lot of things. Whereas, I think if you can look at something that's happened in your life and take the positives from it and think. Oh, actually this is what I learned from it or this is what I get from it or that's allowed me to do that that's very much how, how I see it I mean I've probably grown my Instagram quite a bit from it and that's allowed me to do lots of other things work with certain brands and so I think it's just taking some of the positives but for me the main positive was was helping others and that's why I'll, I'll continue to share and although I feel like part of me is out of the kind of hate chase sort of period in terms of I feel like I'm at the point now, particularly as I'm going to be going back into a uh, surplus of calories and things like that, then I'm pretty much out of being too worried by losing my period again. I'll definitely still keep sharing with those on Instagram, with on YouTube and just talking about different things that I feel aren't shared enough. H a now is shared so much more than it was a year ago when I when I shared it definitely. But even little things that I've been touching upon on Instagram recently, things like orthorexia and other conditions that actually I don't I don't think I've spoken about enough. And so I still want that to be a big part of of I guess yeah my social media and and just going forward in terms of helping others along with along with me recipes as well of course. <laughs> gotta have the good gotta have the good food alongside it (laughs)
0: absolutely and that actually brings us on really nicely to the the final question it's a signature question of the podcast that every single guest asks a bit of a make or break one as well you know or literally you know I've got a good vibe from you but if you give the wrong answer to this (laughs) no So, because I am an absolute cereal fan, it's my ultimate favourite. And during this dieting phase, I will not lie; my cereal has been very poverty, very minuscule, and that is why I'm very excited to get into mm-hmm. the stuff once I have all of the post-workout cereal. But yeah. What is your favourite ultimate cereal? That is the question.
1: Oh, that's this is probably going to be really boring, but I absolutely love Cocoa Pops. That's acceptable. That is acceptable. Cocoa Pops. Although recently I have discovered—I don't know if you've had them—the wheat, filled with white chocolate minis we so, yeah up. it's it's I'm sure it's the Wheatabix brand I'm sure it was Weetabix now I guess they're probably a bit like um grape. what are the ones that you get is it crave? Crave. yeah I think they're a bit like that but they're basically I'm sure it was a Weetabix the Weetabix brand but they were like yeah little mini pockets filled with white chocolate and they're pretty good as well but I yeah, am. Cocoa Pops is what I'll always have in the cupboard. Yeah, I have a bit
0: of Cocoa Pops in my pre bed at the moment because that can fit my macros.
1: But those oh, things did not yeah. start, they will fit my macros. Are yeah, embedded. When I went at my diet phase, I was like, I didn't actually change anything about what I was eating. It was just purely quantities because I was like, I need my pre bed yogurt, cereal. Fruit, everything, everything in a bowl, chocolate, and I was like, I'm still going to have those things, yeah, and, okay. and yeah, definitely, I still kept it throughout my diet phase. It was purely just about slight reduction in portions. bird so bowl was, like, was life, isn't it? You can't go. To I was there. like, oh, I was like, no, yeah, I was like, I can't have tea, and then that, yeah, like oh, yeah. <laughs> I need, I need to sit there at nine o'clock with my, my bowl of yogurt and cocoa pops. And
0: <laughs> I can't believe you do that as well. That is absolutely crazy. I didn't even realize uh, you had my freezer bowl of yogurt and cocoa pops as well. So it's you know,
1: funny, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've probably done that for the past like four or five years literally oh, same as well like so like, weird yeah um, oh, have, dinner, have dinner right yeah get me yogurt ball on the go have me shower get me yogurt ball. it's like a little routine isn't it, it is, isn't it i feel
0: weird if i we go on holiday and I don't
1: have it. Going, sleep can't sleep yes. i actually go to a supermarket hunting out yogurt but it's never quite the same
0: <laughs> that's brilliant well thank you so much for your time that's been an absolutely immense insight and i think so many positive take-homes and I hope for anyone listening who's just interested in the journey, it's been interesting, but potentially anyone who's listening who is going through HA, gives them a bit of positivity you know, what you're doing is not forever and also anyone who maybe is coming towards a latter end of it, feeling uncomfortable in your body or wanting to diet because you want to get into an optimal position to build some muscle whatever it is you know that you can do that after listening to this and but just to wrap it up uh, just let people know if they do not follow you where they can find you on socials and i'll tag it in the show notes as well so people can find you there too
1: thank you so yeah it's basically clean lean bakes on everything and i have toyed about changing my handle because it probably doesn't really necessarily fit with me anymore but but it's been like that since the beginning so yeah clean lean bakes on instagram and youtube i suppose i probably mean Two places you'll find me. And I do have a recipe blog as well, actually cleanly which is where I share all my recipes. And that's largely breakfasty, because I just love breakfast, breakfast and snack based foods, um, generally like high protein, gluten-free, that sort of thing.
0: So yeah. Maybe I'll yeah, give that a look at that earlier and there's some pretty nice looking stuff on there. So um go go don't forget that, out, especially if you're not dieting right that. now. There's absolutely yeah,
1: amazing. yeah. Although it's 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 amazing what you can do. True, very, very true. But but yeah, I would say yeah. There's lots of if yeah, if you go on my Instagram page, there's lots of lots of nice treats and things that you can make up.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much
1: for your time, and thank you
0: for everyone for listening. And I will join you on the next one. Thank you, family.